Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hi guys, welcome to this next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. And this is an especially special podcast because I have my first guest on and my first guest was definitely an inspiration for the Carrots and Cake blog. Um, I have today Kath Younger from Kath Eats Real Food and I followed her blog for a long, long time. (laughs) And really it was the inspiration for me starting my own blog. And over the years we've become great friends and I'm just super excited to have her here today. So we have all sorts of questions planned and a nice conversation and let's, let's have Kath introduce herself. So Kath, what are you all about? Well, hello. And yes, Tina, we go way, way, way back. It's so funny just how many people that have been following us all these years that when I said I was coming on your podcast, all these people were like, oh my gosh, I've been following you both for 11 years and uh, the time just flies. Um, So I started my blog back in 2007. When did you start Carrots and Cake? 2008, but early. You were like the second or third uh, Mm -hmm. in line of the OG bloggers there. Um, And mine was just like a a food diary. In the beginning, I was, I, you know, I probably Googled how to start blog or free blog software and then had that up and running in an hour, you know, no web design, no tech, uploaded a little picture and, you know, just started typing. And, you know, I think these days you might hear a child say, I want to be a blogger when I grow up. But back then it was just like the only real bloggers I feel like were people who were political ranters, you know, and it was mostly text and not much photos and stuff. So, so much has changed, um, which is one topic we're going to get to, but, um, yeah, I, I wanted to show people that eating real food was fun and exciting. And I had gone through kind of the era of all of the women's and teen magazines where they'd have a meal plan and it would be like Monday dinner, raw broccoli with steamed chicken breast and then Tuesday dinner uh steamed salmon or I'm mixing the vegetables up here but you know steamed green beans with sauteed salmon it's just like the super most basic boring meal plans that you can imagine and I wanted to show people that cooking I mean I'm not a chef obviously but cooking was fun and exciting and that uh real food there was just so many out there and that was my only um my only food rule and to this day is my only food rule is that I want the majority of my diet to come from real fresh food in the form that nature intended it. Uh, and so here I am 13 plus years later, um, life has evolved as one's does, but I have two kids now. Um, I've had two husbands now (laughs) and, uh, two cities. And so, uh, yeah, a lot has changed, but you know, at the core, it's still all the same. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's been quite the journey. And I just think about like all the cool opportunities and all the travel and all the trips. And it's been it's been such a cool experience. But let's bring it back to the early days. So what was blogging like in the early days? I know you touched upon it a little bit. Um, but you know, just like the focus, um, you know, how often you were blogging, things like that. Yeah, I kind of equate blogging back then to how Instagram is now. I feel like Instagram is very personal. It's a lot of people's lives. It's in the moment. People might post three times a day. It's relatively easy to put a picture up. If it's maybe not the most perfectly captured picture, no one's going to be like, oh my God, why did you post that? It's just like, it's real and it's in real time. And a big reason why people go to Instagram is the community, the comments and seeing other people and um, interacting with people and all that stuff. And that's how blogs were. Blogs were, you know, when we started, that was the first social media. And we don't really think of them as social media today, but that's how easy it was and how, you know, you could just publish something and it was, it was very, very, very simple. Um, and now when you are writing a blog post, you have to take into account like all of these quality factors, like is Google going to like your post? Do you have a good SEO keyword? Did you do 10 pins to promote your content in 10 different ways to 10 different audiences on Pinterest? Did you publish it to all of your social platforms and write an engaging caption on all of those <laughs> platforms? And, um, you know, there's like just so many different layers to it now that you can make one blog post take an entire week versus, you know, once a, you know, 10 minutes of work back in the day. And obviously you can still do it quick, quick speed now. Um, and I have struggled over the years with, with that transition. And I've fought it for so long of, I don't want to be this resource page where people come and you know it's like very uh you know google written for google and very bland and very robotic sounding like i still want my blog to feel like instagram i want to feel it to feel like someone is coming into my living room and sitting on my couch and we're chatting about our days and like what happened and what was good and what we struggled with um and so you know for that reason <laughs> I, i'm I'm not number one on Google by any means and nor do I care to be. So I, I feel like there are, you know, I've gotten all the social media platforms, maybe not all of them, but most of them as they've come out. But at the same time, like I, I do feel like I'm a little bit of a grandma when it comes to um, being online and that I, I just, I don't want to completely lose touch with where I started. Mm -hmm, for sure. And it's funny, you just talking about that, it really was kind of simple back then. Um, and I just think of like the real time blogging where, you know, people were waiting for us to update our blogs. And it really was just, hey, this is what we ate. And this is the workout we did or whatever we did in our day. Um, and it really was pretty basic back then. Um, and it, it really has changed so much. Um, even just like the photography and like you said, like the SEO. And I mean, I almost feel like a lot of what we were doing on the blog really has moved over to Instagram. I mean, I remember like 
blog posts having like a hundred comments on them. You know what I mean? It was just the engagement was crazy on blogs. And then over time, I feel like all of our attention spans have like shrunk down. Um, and now, you know, you're just looking at a photo with a caption on Instagram and then, you know, there might be some engagement there, but it's crazy for sure. It's, it's changed so much. Um, so a question from Instagram that I got for you. Um, did you ever predict the future of blogging back in the early healthy living blogger days, just, you know, that blow up, because it really did blow up um, for a few years in there. Yeah, I have always, I've always said that people, people would ask me, like, is this like a career for you? Or, you know, there's no, there's no stability in this, like, you know, more like the grandmother, the real life grandmothers would ask me those kind of questions. And I always said, I'm going to ride the wave until I hit the shore. And I also said that, I believed that blogging would be for me in my life, a bell curve. And I never, I never knew when I would hit the top. And at least when it comes to like my blog, I may have hit the top and I'm on the downslope, but I think that is why um, it's so important to just keep asking yourself, like, what is my goal in five years? Like what, and, and that has less led to some of these side businesses that both you and I have um, kind of pivoted into uh, just as like a, you know, a parallel online career. And I think that, so in the early days, I never knew like if my site would just crash and that would be the end of it uh, because the technology was so wonky back then and your host could just, well, I mean, your host can still just shut you down. But I remember one time, like my host was just like, you're getting too much traffic. We're going to throttle your website. And it was down for three days. So I never knew if there was going to be this end, but then it felt more like it would be a cliff where I'm just like, okay, I guess I don't have a website anymore. I'll have to go find a job. Whereas now I feel my goal is to have kind of multiple online businesses and presences so that if, if Google shuts me down or if, you know, my host shuts me down, or if I just throw in the towel one day and just say like, I'm going to go live a private life. I have these other businesses that I can fall back on as a, a diversification. So I guess going back to the question of, did we ever predict the future? I, I, I never thought that I would blog forever, but at the same time, like I have no intention of stopping until the, like I said, the wave hits the shore. Like it's been going for so long now that I, I would feel devastated just to like disappear because we do have these people that have been blog readers that have been following us for gosh, a third of my life now. And so I almost feel like I owe it to them to just keep up, not every detail, but just like, what are you doing? Like, how are you? Like those kind of things. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I can relate to so much of what you said there. And I have one more question about the early days. And then I do want to move on to a few of the things that you have mentioned, because I have lots of stuff to talk to you about. Um, but uh, another question from Instagram, which I think is a great one, which I don't think I, we've ever really talked about. And it's not something that I've um, thought about too, too much. But the question is, was there ever any feelings of competition between the original healthy living bloggers? <laughs> Good one. I, I don't think so. I think it's like, what's the quote about the tide, all boats rise when the tide rises. I feel like there was always camaraderie and 
you know, the more like I link to you and you link to me and we both win. Um, so no, I don't think there was competition at all. And I think if anything, there was a lot of collaboration. Like if you look back at the Healthy Living Summit, like that was when we all got together and we were just like, we have to hang out in person and why not have a hundred of our blog readers come too? I would love to, to do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, it would probably look a lot different, but um, I think that, you know, there was a, a lot more camaraderie than there was ever competition. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. That's probably why I really haven't like thought about that. I was like, no, we were kind of like friends. We were all like really, really good friends. I mean, I remember visiting you. I had maybe followed you online for like a year or something. And I ended up going down to um, North Carolina to like hang out with you one weekend. And I mean, like we, I just feel like the group of us, um, we were always like going on trips and like helping each other out. And um, like you said, linking and things like that. But yeah, I always thought it was just like friendly and it was so fun I always had fun with you guys so I never felt like I was in competition and we always even though we were all kind of like healthy living bloggers we had like our own little spin on it like our own family life our own interest in you know fitness or whatever it was so even though we were kind of all doing the same thing it wasn't exactly the same so even though you know there was that you know fiber that ran through like healthy living blogs you know we're all a little bit different so I don't know. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like not having really an industry standard back then, it was so important for us to compare notes and like, what's working for you? And, oh, have you tried this plugin? And uh, can you send me your tech guy's number? Cause my site just crashed, like all of that stuff. Like, why would we not want to share all of that? Mm -hmm. And I think even now, like, let's pretend we're all trying to rank for the word oatmeal in Google. Like, it would still help me to link to you and vice versa, you know, versus like somebody who doesn't have that link that's also trying to rank. So I think even when you're talking about something competitive, like traffic or rankings or whatever, it's still in your best interest to collaborate. Mm -hmm, for sure. For sure. And this is a good segue to the behind the scenes blogging that um, we wanted to talk about a little bit. So um, what are some things that readers, followers might not realize about blo blogging or that might be a surprise to them to hear about? I think for me, one of the things that people might not realize, and I probably shouldn't even say this out loud, but I write a lot of my posts couple weeks in advance, not all of the time, but the more I can do that, the more buffer that I have, the more relaxed I feel about it, especially like having kids like totally rock to my world in terms of a time management thing. Like I used to be very punctual, very organized, very type A, like I never worried about getting my next post up. Like they, I don't think I ever missed a day I think once I had a fever and I missed my evening post, like, I mean, that it was so timely. And then I had kids and I realized really quickly, like I cannot keep writing in real time because the second, like it was, it was giving me anxiety. Just like if Mason's nap ended early or he wouldn't nap that day. Like, I'm like, I gotta work. And it was, it was really hard on my work-life balance. So um, I switched from, writing about kind of everything in real time uh, to kind of pre-writing my topics and switching more to like a topic style around the time when Mason was born. I think it was kind of a couple months after that that I did, but um, 
I've stuck with that schedule, but I still want to have those lifestyle posts that are like, here's what we did today. And sometimes it's a real full day, but it happened three weeks ago. And I always am like, oh gosh, I hope I didn't like Instagram that dinner. And then someone's going to recognize that plate and be like, didn't you eat that four weeks ago? (laughs) I promise nobody actually probably would notice, but that's the kind of thing I think about is, you know, balancing kind of this work-life balance with wanting to be current in real time. And, you know, sometimes like Christmas day, I can't write in advance and I want to get up the day or so after because then, then it would be old news. So there are still things that I write in real time, but um, back in the early days, I mean, I would go to a wedding and I would come home at midnight, probably tipsy from three to four glasses of wine. And I would write like a full, like 60 photo recap of that wedding in real time. That's how like dedicated I was. I would never do that now. So (laughs) I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like, so we'd, we'd have gone to some event and we'd be back in the hotel room and it would, I'd be so tired and like, same thing, like had a big meal and like drank a bunch of wine and it'd be like, all right, I got to blog about all of this now. And it'd be like two in the morning. And I'd be like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, going back, going back to the competition, I remember sometimes we were maybe not necessarily just me and you, but like, we'd be with other bloggers and that somebody would be like, are you going to write about tonight's event? Are you going to write about it? Fine. (laughs) And I feel like I was always the one that was like, I have to stick to my schedule. And I would like, other people would be like, well, I can't let you be the first to write about the event and me be two days later. So um, there's a little friendly competition there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's funny. I remember that too. And then over the years, like it would be kind of like, are you blogging about it right now? And then over the years, it'd be like, I'm going to blog about it like tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like the pressure of like blogging in real time became less and less. And then, yeah, we'd go to events and like not blog about it for like a couple of days. So it just, it just changed. I think it was probably when Instagram was out because we could have shared it on Instagram stories. It was happening in real time then. So, but yeah, those like expectations definitely changed a little bit over the years. But I also think it was so much easier back then because even though you didn't have your editorial calendar filled out for the next month, you, you didn't have to think about it. It's kind of like, you know, when you work an office job, when you leave the office, like hopefully you leave the work there and you don't worry about it when you get home. And it was kind of like, once I had my post of the day up, like I didn't worry about tomorrow because I didn't have breakfast yet. So I couldn't write about tomorrow. So in a lot of ways, I miss the simplicity of that because now if I have a free moment, I'm like, what could I be working on? I could be working on next week's post or the next week's post or this topic coming up, Pinterest pins for Easter. Oh my gosh, Christmas is coming again. And back then you never had to worry about the future. It was just like very much living in the present. And I do miss that about it. But if I had to choose one to do forever, I don't know which I would choose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree with you. And it's so funny just thinking about that because yeah, it was like the content was happening as we were writing about it essentially. So like, yeah, you'd wake up in the morning and be like, all right, my next post is going to be about my breakfast. And now like for me, it's been a struggle coming up with those content calendars and like thinking ahead. I mean, obviously I'm getting better at it. You know, I'm doing different things nowadays, but like initially that was like really hard for me. I was like, I don't really know what to blog about if I'm not blogging about what I'm doing every single day. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do miss, I miss the simplicity for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice time. It was. Um, so I did, I have a question here about like the business side of blogging, which, um, you know, we both transitioned a ton over the years. Um, but the question is, um, how long will blogging be a sustainable income for you? And you touched upon this a little bit, but um, maybe talk about the early days of blogging and ads and things like that. And, you know, just how things have transitioned to today. Yeah, I know it was it was too good to be true. Um, between when we started to the shift for me was right around when Mason was born in 2012. Um, but back then, like you just had to worry about putting up content, and we all had banner ads. Nothing was in your content; it was all in the sidebars, and we were paid a dollar amount per thousand page views that came to our site. So. Um, you know, hopefully if you got like a hundred thousand visit or page views a day, it would be like divided by a thousand times that dollar amount. So it was great because you could just focus on quality content and you didn't have to worry about the future or the past or any of this other stuff. And it was relatively straightforward. And then around 2012, I think was the big shift where all of a sudden the brands and the advertisers wanted to be in the content and they wanted to be woven through it. And so that's kind of like the era of the sponsored post began. And I think about blogging actually in these like eras of like the banner era, banner ad era. And then there's the era of sponsored content. And that was from like 2012 to like 2018-ish, I think, um, when all the media agencies, all the, the brands wanted to work with bloggers. And then that kind of ended. And I don't honestly, I mean, not, not completely ended, but like slowed down a lot. I don't honestly know where all the brands went. I think they all went to the bachelor franchise and, <laughs> and um, those, you know, micro celebrities that have like between 500 and a million followers. Um, and they're doing like a swipe up story ad that's gone in 10 minutes. And I'm like, brands, listen, my posts are still up and you're getting that Google traffic for years, but let them do what they want to do. So, um, and I think, you know, between this 2018 and again, this, this always coincides with the birth of my babies because around the time when Birch was born, I was like, okay, well, there's less brand work. I'm going to focus on like Google, Pinterest and like good foundations and affiliate partnerships and let me dream up a new thing. And that's right around when Beauty Counter fell into my lap. Um, and I thought, wow, this is like such a perfect fit for me, like clean eating, clean beauty. And while I didn't really know much about skincare and beauty, it was just like something that I was really interested in. And I thought, I'm just gonna do this in a really authentic way, like learn with me followers. And you know, I'm gonna try these products. If you wanna try the products, like I'd be happy to help you out. And um, so I had no idea it would turn into like a legit side business uh, for me. And um, I'm just super grateful that I did that pivot uh, a couple of years ago. And so I feel like, you know, maybe I had a miniature era of beauty counter, although still blogging the whole time. And um, what's next is I'm working on a course all about organizing digital clutter. So email calendars, budgeting, digital photos, and files, I think are my, my five big categories. And so what I want to do with that is reach more people. Like I love my audience, but, um, you know, I, I, 
when you, when I ask myself, like, what is your, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, I do want it to be something that I is a little bit bigger and a little bit more exciting. And um, so who knows how many people I have to actually create the course first. So I'm like dreaming really big here, <laughs> but um, I'm working on that. And that's where I'm putting a lot of my focus uh, this coming year. And um, just really excited to help people organize their lives online. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I love that you are transitioning and doing, you know, some new things because, you know, both of us have spent time like building these platforms. So it's cool that you do have new interests and new offerings. And I mean, it's, I think in the past, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've definitely gotten feedback that people were really upset that I was like, you know, not focusing so much on the blog or like changing over the years. But I think it's really good that we have changed and we have adapted and it's been a long time, you know, it'll be 13 years, you know, for, for me, it's been 13 years for you. But I mean, I think it's cool that, you know, we've both transitioned, adapted, tried new things, have new things on our plates because yeah, you can't just keep doing the same thing forever because the times are changing. <laughs> yeah. I think of my blog as like, kind of the core of my, and sometimes I roll my eyes even saying my business because, you know, it just still feels like a boatload of fun. But if I think about the blog as being like the, the core, which is kind of like the roots, where it all started, where people know me from, and then kind of the spikes coming out of that core, um, you know, like I said earlier, like, I don't want to stop blogging. I just want to bring the fun back to it. And I feel like through some of these little eras, we have, you know, taken the focus off of just like the community aspect and the sharing of our lives and like that kind of stuff. And, you know, I know for, for all of us original bloggers, like some of us are no longer even blogging anymore. Like uh, some of us deleted our blogs and, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to go there. Like I, I want to stay online and I, I want to be able to say like, I had a blog for 50 years when I'm old. Um, but I want to just go back to having it be, uh, you know, I never want it to feel like a chore. And to be honest, sometimes it does when we're talking about like writing these like boring posts for Google. And so I made a decision last year. I said, I could either sit here and like fight with Google every single day. And it's, it's algorithm that you just never know when you wake up, it's going to love you or hate you, or I could just try something new. So um, I'm just going to try something new and Kerf will always be just, like I said, like coming into my living room and, and having like, you never know what you're going to get every day. And I like to think of it as like me, me just like sharing life hacks and it started with food and it started with cooking and um, you know, there's like elements of sustainability and home organizing and lots of parenting these days um, and clean beauty. And it's just like kind of all of those different pillars of, of life. Like how, what are just things that I've learned, things that I struggle with, tips and tricks, like all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been so fun to follow you. I mean, obviously you're one of my friends, but I mean, just over the years, it's just been great following you and seeing what's going on in your life. And yeah, you do have awesome tips and tricks and organization. And I love all the stuff that you are still sharing on the interwebs. But anyways, thank you so much for being my very first guest. I mean, definitely an honor. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, who am I going to have on? And I was like, obviously, it's going to be Kath. She's got to be the first person. Um, but thank you so much. So real quick, where can listeners find you? 
Um, yeah, so I am at Kath Eats all over the internet. So KathEats.com, Kath Eats on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere. Boxer, that's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kath. Thank you.